Hi everyone and welcome to the 20th episode of Unfiltered. I feel like that's kind of a big milestone, like 20th. Hmm, I don't know. Anyway, this episode is all about imposter syndrome. And I feel like I am the CEO of imposter syndrome. But I really want this episode to be more than just me being like, oh my god, I have imposter syndrome. I really want to give tips and tricks that I try to use and I've heard and I've listened to and I've watched and I've read about to really help you get over your imposter syndrome in whatever area of life it may be in because it's honestly so debilitating to always feel plagued by your imposter syndrome. Um, so yeah, I, I don't really know, I don't really know what type of mood I'm in today. Like, do I want to go through all my steps or do I want to talk about my experience? I think I'll do some quick stats. I feel like, wow, look at me, did my research, but, um, I read some articles, listened to some podcasts, and one thing that I thought was really interesting was that imposter imposter syndrome is described as a form of anxiety. Um, And also, it's when people can't really internalize their success. And I thought this was crazy. But 70% of the adult population struggles with imposter syndrome. So I feel like it's so easy to think that you know, you have imposter syndrome and no one else does. That you're the only one that feels like they don't deserve what they have or they're not smart enough or they're not fit enough or they're not whatever it may be. But actually, 70% of the adult population thinks that too about themselves. So you are in no way alone. Um, But I guess first things first, I just want to say a statement. And then I'll like break it up. And the first thing I want to say is you earned where you are. And I'll say it again because I know we all really need to hear that. You earned where you are. And I can only talk from my experiences, but, and I'm pretty sure I've said where I go to college, but I go to Brown University. Um, And I guess it was fall of 2018 or it was winter of 2018. When I found out that I got in, it was in December, I actually didn't tell anyone that I got in besides my close circle of friends. And I would never bring it up in conversation. If people congratulated me, I was like, thank you so much. But I didn't really go past there. I really tried my absolute best to not call attention to it. I didn't want people knowing, which is just such a crazy thing to say because, and obviously everyone has their preconceived ideas about Brown University but generally I feel like a stereotype might be in general that Ivy League schools are really great schools and also statistically are hard to get into Um, and you know I think that I wasn't embarrassed of the school at all like I knew that it was a great school I knew that people would congratulate me but I was very embarrassed of myself. And I was super embarrassed that I had gotten in when I felt that all these other candidates who were much more qualified than I was did it. And I thought I was like that anomaly or that story you hear about where like the admissions officer lost my file and they were like, okay, we're just gonna admit her or like fell asleep or sneezed or whatever. I really couldn't come to terms with the fact that 
they wanted me to be there. And that was super difficult. I don't know if it was as difficult prior to my arrival at Brown as it was when I got there, but over the course of last year and to this day, I still struggle a lot with my intellect and with the fact that I got in and that maybe I'm not doing enough or I'm not smart enough or I don't get good enough grades or I don't have an internship, whatever it may be, that voice is loud and proud in my head. And it is constantly telling me that it that I am not good enough. And, you know, I think that you have to remember that people don't really make mistakes. Obviously, sometimes they do, but admissions officers don't make mistakes. Companies that promote you don't make mistakes. Good things that happen to you aren't by accident. It's because, I mean, sometimes they may be, but it's because you worked for it and you're capable of it. And I just think about if you spent the amount of time that you spent doubting yourself, hyping yourself up, imagine how much better you would feel. Like all imposter syndrome really is, is negative self-talk. And so if you use all that energy and are positive towards yourself and affirm yourself and give yourself the love and grace it deserves, imagine how much better your quality of life would be. You know, um, I just, I think that there are a lot of factors that go into kind of feeling like you're not your authentic self or you don't deserve something. And I think social media is a big one because you're constantly seeing other people. And I think especially right now when people are sharing resources and so much information is just being shared, which is so great. Um, I think social media is a wonderful tool to be informed. However, that being said, it can be really easy to be like, okay, well, they have this job and I don't, or they have this internship and I don't. And LinkedIn, so much to say about the LinkedIn app. Is it an app? I don't even know. I feel like that is the most concentrated space where everyone is competing with one another even though they're not saying it and don't get me wrong I think that we should always you know be happy for other people's successes but that doesn't mean just because someone got a y and z or were awarded this award that doesn't mean that you're not capable or you're not as intelligent or you don't deserve things um And so I think that this era of social media makes it really difficult because you're constantly comparing and living through other people's experiences and feeling that you're not good enough. Um, But I think that a way to get around all that is focusing on facts and not feelings. So Dr. Young, I don't even know who that is. I'm so sorry, but they're a wonderful person. But I just read an article by Dr. Young and they talked about ways to overcome imposter syndrome. And one of the big things was um, focusing on facts and not feelings. And I think that that is such a wonderful tip because if we give it a real life example, I think about um, this year, (laughs) I really, really struggled with my classes and just thinking that I am smart enough or a great enough writer or studier or harder a hard enough worker is that I don't even that sounded terrible but um in classes and 
I don't even want to use myself as an example because I feel like that's uncomfortable. But say Sally. I'm just going to make a random person. Sally thinks that she's a bad writer or thinks that she's a bad student. But she's getting A's and she was admitted into a really great college. And she also is just proud of what she knows. You know, I don't think that grades determine your intellect. And I also don't think that the school you go to does either. But I do think that there is some truth in what you did prior to the, specifically for college, what you did prior to getting in there. You know, I mean, sure, there are some people that like buy a building or dad is like the provost of a college and maybe that's why they're there, but that is not the other X amount of students. And I think that focusing on facts and not feelings is like, here's a fact. I got an A in all of my writing courses, not me, Sally. Sally got an A in all of her writing courses. And writing is pretty subjective, but like, say it's math. <laughs> Can we just talk about how many examples I've had right now, Sally? <gasps> no, Sally is a mathematician. She's a writer. She's really doing it all. Go, Sally. Good for her. But anyway, what I was going to say is that she is in a very advanced math course and is doing well. It is a fact that she is good at math, or at least good at that class, or at least works hard. So stop so stop focusing on that feeling that you aren't. Um, because you will always doubt yourself. You know, imposter syndrome is just being a ner- nervous about the unknown. But how will you ever get to know things or feel comfortable if you don't ever try anything, you know? Challenging yourself is so important. And I don't think that you have to be that type of person that wakes up every day and challenges themselves every single time. Because it can be really, really taxing. I know firsthand, I'm like, oh, I love to lean into discomfort. But three weeks in, I don't know if I'm feeling the same way. And I think that it's important to, you know, challenge yourself. But it's also important to treat yourself with grace and love like we, like I've talked about prior. Um, and so really focus on these facts. Stop worrying about what might happen and start living in the moment. Um start, stop having all this anxiety surrounding things that you haven't even tried. How do you know you're not good at something if you don't even try it? Um, and the next, the next tip I have is fake it till you make it. And I know that this is kind of, it's not even like controversial, controversial, (laughs) controversial. There we go. It's really difficult to have a podcast and not be able to speak. And I somehow do it every week. And I'm still alive to tell the tale, but it is difficult, let me tell you. Um, But what I was going to say is, you know, you can't always, you can't always think that you're going to be the best at everything, especially when you haven't tried something. But you can fake, and I, I think fake is such a, you know, heavy word, but you can pretend until it feels easier. Like, so say I'm not as confident in um, my public speaking. Not only will I practice public speaking, but I'll, I'll pretend I'm confident. I'll be like, oh, I'm the CEO of public speaking. I'm the best public speaker out there. Because if that helps me get through that next speech or that next three speeches, then that is success. You know, do what you need to to get through. Um, and I feel like that sounds a little, that sounds a little, ooh. Maybe I shouldn't have said that, but the whole point of that little tangent was basically saying that you, um, 
it is okay if you can't be 100% behind everything. But if you just work towards that and fake it until you have to get there, I think about it like happiness. Like not all the time am I happy. When I wake up too early and I'm grouchy and I haven't had enough coffee, I'm not happy. But if I can look at the positives and I can be the best version of myself and bring happiness to whatever I'm doing, then I'll feel better. You know, don't sit with your sadness. Sit with it for like a minute. Accept the feeling you're going through and then be like, okay, well, how can I flip this around? Um, The next thing is to think about what is the opportunity in this space? So say you get, and I hate using grades so much, but I feel like most of my imposter syndrome has come a lot from college and a lot from um, the way I um, navigate intellectual settings. So I think uh, I really loved this tip and it was finding what the opportunity is in this space. So say I'm not the best at French, which is true. I am Trey Mal, uh, parlez français. Look at that. Everyone that speaks French is going to be like, oh my God, that was terrible. But I just said that I'm really bad at speaking French. Um, And even though I'm bad, you know, maybe I'm not the best at conjugation. So what's the opportunity in me not being the best at conjugations. Well, I have room for improvement. There are a lot of apps that can help me get better. Um, What is the opportunity in being new at your job? Well, hopefully, and I'm assuming, and I hope you pick the right job, but that there are people in your corner that can help you, that you're the new guy. So if you mess up, it's okay. Or new girl, or new anyone. Um... So try to look at the positives and try to look at the opportunities in different spaces. Um, The next point, and I I really, wow, I'm giving you all these tips that I'm just like, I love them, but obviously I love them. That's why I'm including them. But I love this one that's you can't wait until you have no fear, which is so true. Because if you sit there waiting until you feel confident in everything you're going to do, then you're not going to do anything. How do you think you build confidence? How do you build comfort? You do it and you keep on doing it it, and you keep on trying. And I think maybe I should speak a little more about my experience at college, but I, I really, I really struggled. I really worried about maybe, I don't know, Newton's three laws, or I don't know the 27th president of the United States, or I don't know, like, or I thought my writing was great, but my first paper, it was not great. Oh, no, no, no. The professor did not like it. And that was really hard for me. It was really hard to know that I'm surrounded with all these incredible, intellectual, crafty, amazing activists. Ah, just I could go on and on and give thousands of adjectives to describe the people that I was around. And I never felt like I was good enough to be with them or to even exist within the same orbit or take up the same amount of space. I just felt that I didn't belong. And that is so toxic. And I know because my mental health really suffered. And it still does. I can't sit here and pretend that I now am 100% behind everything I say or that I am really, I am like the the most intellectual person and that I'm confident in everything I do because I'm not. And I can't sit here and pretend that I am. 
But will I, what I will say is that I'm still learning and I'm still practicing. And I also want to say that it's not just in intellectual settings or in school. You know, I really get nervous about producing podcast episodes. I feel like a phony. I feel like maybe what I'm giving out isn't enough. But here's the thing. You can only be the best you. I can only speak from the heart and talk about things I'm passionate about and hope that someone, anyone, one person just can find that helpful or can find comfort in what I'm saying or can recognize that everyone struggles. And that's why every Friday I talk into my microphone. You know, I, 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 haven't, I haven't done everything in my life. I, I'm not an expert on everything. But I will speak openly and honestly and be vulnerable and be as authentic as I can. Because no one is a better you than you. Um, so whoever is listening to this, wherever they are, no one is going to be a better you. Um, and so find comfort in that, you know. Accept that. Be like, I may not be the best at derivatives or second derivatives or integrals. But I am going to be the best at making the podcast I can be. Um, and so... It's so, 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 so times a billion. It's so okay to jump out of your comfort zone. In fact, you should. And it's so okay to sometimes not feel like you got it. To feel like, you know, I'm a little, I'm a little nervous to be in this setting. But just try it. You can't dislike something if you never try it. I think about that a lot with like food, honestly. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a picky gal. I'm going to be honest, I'm very picky. And here's a, Quick, quick example for you. Here we go. My dad used to get me these like chocolate, dark chocolate covered coconut. And I was like, ew, I hate coconut. Like I wouldn't like that. I'm not trying it. And one day he was like, Haley, please just try it for me. They're like individual serving size. They're so cute. I love them. Russell Stover's, I think that's what it's called. Sponsor, give me all of them. I eat, I, it's unhealthy how many I eat, but not the point. Um, and I tried it and I ended up loving it. And that's such a rudimentary, like simple example. But I think it's really important because it just shows that you don't know. And you don't have feelings about things if you don't ever try them. So how do you know that you're terrible at something if you won't, if you won't ever just do it? Um, and I think that the other thing about knowing that you deserve everything that happens to you and that you earned wherever you are is so important. Coming from a girl that got into statistically a very difficult school to get into, that still feels like she's a phony and does not deserve to be there. I know. I know how hard it is to understand that, you know what? They didn't make a mistake. You are capable. You are more than capable. And you deserve to be there. It's really difficult. It's so difficult. But... And I hope that I answered. I asked if anyone had any questions that I could answer in this episode. And one person, Chloe, Chloe, if you're listening, I love you. Thanks so much for asking. Um, she's one of my dearest friends at Brown. She's the best. Um, she asked to talk about imposter syndrome at college. And I hope I did that. I also want to say that don't feel like you're alone. So many people feel like they are imposters or they are phonies or they don't deserve to be where they are. So find comfort in the fact or find solidarity in the fact that it's not just you. And even though you might feel super alone and while maybe they think that they're not smart enough or they think that they're not fast enough or they think that they're not fit enough, 
or cool enough or tall enough or pretty enough or whatever it may be, they still are. Well, guess what? To them, they're not. Um, and, and there's always going to be someone that's better than you. I feel like that's like a lesson you hear when you're a kid. Like there's always going to be someone better than you, but don't let anyone, anyone at all be a better you than you because they can't. You are the best you there will ever be. Um, and so I want to conclude. This was a little bit of a shorter episode, but you know, sometimes as long as you found something that you can really latch onto and implement, and maybe I'll go through all the steps again, then I feel satisfied with that. So, ready? You earned where you are. Say it with me. I have earned where I am. I need to focus on facts and not feelings. It's okay to sometimes have to fake it until I can really make it. It's okay to jump out of my comfort zone. Let's think about what is the opportunity in each space. And you cannot... By any means, wait until you have no fear to do something. Because here's the thing. In the words of Mindy Kaling in her 2017 or 2018, one of those years, um, speech, graduation speech, commencement speech at Dartmouth University, there will be hundreds of people that tell you you can't do it. But don't for one second, also I'm paraphrasing, obviously, don't for one second be, let one of those people be you. Never tell yourself you can't do anything. And don't let anyone else. Um, and so I think that's everything I have for today. Um, this is a really near and dear issue to my heart. I struggle with it every day. But I, I hope that this episode reminds you that you deserve where you are. And you are the best version of yourself there is. And live a little, you know, try new things. Who knows? Maybe you'll be incredible at it. And if you are, and if you make a profit, please give me all those creds. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. But thank you so much for tuning in. I can't wait to talk to you guys next Friday and have a wonderful week and weekend. And give yourself a little love and grace this weekend. You deserve it. Bye, guys.